Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. It is a privilege to have the opportunity to share God's word with you today. It's so great to see so many of you here uh, in this place. I definitely as well want to give honor where honor is due. And uh, just thank Pastor JJ for just being an excellent leader and just embodying our culture and our values so well. Come on, how many people are thankful for our, our lead pastors in this place? I'm blessed to have an opportunity to have a quote-unquote front row seat into your lives and uh, to see the way you lead love and just uh, love God, man. It's just incredible. And so thank you so much for the gift that you are. Um, man, As yesterday was, was incredible as well as reference to Serve Day. Uh, this is such an exciting time and there's so many things for us to do. There's a, we definitely have a place for every single uh, one of you and one of us uh, here in this place. And uh, get connected. We'd love to help you uh, discover your purpose. And so whether it's uh, small groups or different events or next steps or youth or whatever, uh, we have something definitely for you. Uh, as Pastor JJ mentioned, uh, we're in a series by the title of The Kind of Church. And uh, before I forget as well, I have to uh, acknowledge or I want to a quick, uh, give a quick shout out to my kids who are actually not here uh, today. Uh, but they are in Texas with their grandparents, and uh, we were talking on the phone this past weekend, and our oldest daughter, our oldest child, Joelle, uh, although they're both tech-savvy, she made the comment that she found Journey Church on YouTube. And uh, she was like, I was watching some of the preachings and started quoting some of the stuff. And I said, hey, well, you actually, you'll have a chance to, to see uh, me again on, on Tuesday when the video gets published. And and, uh, and so, Joely, Josiah, hope you guys are having a great time in Texas. Uh, please don't uh, drive your grandpa and grandma too crazy. And uh, we're taking care of the dog really, really well. So um, we're in a series called The Kind of a Church. And uh, if you're visiting or you're new to the church, this is an excellent time for you to have arrived because we're, we're, what we're doing is diving into the values and the characteristics of what we believe God has called, who, is, who God has called our, our church to be. And, uh, and or if you've been coming for a while, uh, it's great for us to remember these things and be challenged and take it to a whole nother level. But we're answering the question, who is Journey Church? And here at Journey Church, we have four values, which you'll see here on the screen. Uh, we love God. We love people. We pursue excellence and we choose joy. Uh, we're going to do a quick little exercise there as you're sitting down. And uh, together, I want us to read these out loud. I want us just to kind of declare these because, again, this is who we are. And so on the count of three, we're going to begin just to read these all together. One, two, three. We love God. We love people. We pursue excellence. And we choose joy. You sounded amazing. We... Why is this important to us? How does this apply to my life, you may be asking. I think it's very important to understand that although today when you type define church in Google, 
Uh, Siri oftentimes lets us know that it's a place, it's a building, it's a location. But it's important to remember that when the Bible talked about the church or the early church, and the early church is not referring to the 915, it's, uh, the, the church is referred to a people. It is you and I. It was never meant to be a specific location or a building or things like that. But we are, the Bible even says, the temple of the Spirit of God. In other words, he dwells in us. And wherever we go, he goes with us as well. We can go whether we're going home, whether going to work, whether going to work out, whether going out to eat, whatever the case might be, the Bible says we are the temple. He dwells in us, and that is his desire to enter into a relationship with each and every one of us. Now, some of you all have incredible temples. You look fit. Uh, other ones of us, we're, we're kind of going more for like a mega church type temple. Um, it's just there's so many people. That's what I'm trying to embody. Um, but it's important that we would understand that, hey, these values aren't just something cute we decided to come up with and put on our website just for the fun of it. Um, it's not just because we didn't have anything else to preach about necessarily. It's because this is who God has called us to be. This is who you and I, we, we feel God has called us to be. And today, I want to focus for the remainder of my time on the kind of church that pursues excellence. Now, honestly speaking, out of the four values that we just declared a little while ago, um, the pursuing of excellence is probably the one that comes most naturally to me. I don't say that in any type of boastful way. I make mistakes often. Um, but when it comes to pursuing excellence, um, I've, I kind of point back to two specific things. One is my upbringing, and it was just key voices in my life at a young age, whether it was my parents or mentors or teachers who really just challenged me and, and helped me just uh, learn certain practices and habits at a young age that I really feel have helped accelerate certain things in my life. But also, uh, I recently took a temperament test or survey, and uh, I got the results, and I was, somebody asked me, were you shocked? And I'm like, no, I know who I am. I said, not what I, what does shock me is that not everybody else knows who I am. And uh, the following question was like, where can I, uh, how can I delete the results so no one else reads them? Um, but one of the things that it did show, that it did reveal was just uh, the, the high expectations that I oftentimes desire to have or I place on myself or even times others and uh, pursuing uh, not excellence necessarily, but perfectionism and trying to really just go after it and and uh, so part of it's kind of upbringing, part of it's kind of the way I'm wired. Uh, but, hey, this is a journey that we are all in. And I've just simply come to the conclusion that excellence is simply doing the best with what we have. It's not that you have the best necessarily. It's not that I own the best, but it's whatever, God, you've entrusted me, whatever I have in my possession, whatever opportunity you've placed before me, hey, God, I'm going to do the very best that I can to, to just pursue excellence through it. Kind of reminded of my first vehicle. It was a, a light blue, now that I think about it, it's kind of like journey blue, uh, Ford Explorer. Uh, I don't remember the specific, the specific age or year of, of, the, of the vehicle, but I do remember it was an older one. 
But hey, it was my first vehicle, right? And so uh, it, had, it had some pieces uh, missing, but hey, it was my first vehicle. Uh, sometimes you had to roll the window down to kind of put your hand outside to open the door, but it was my vehicle. Sometimes we, the gray tape didn't match too well, but it was my vehicle. And I took care of that vehicle. I'd washed it. And then sometimes it would rain, right? Has that ever happened to you? And uh, it was my, but it was what I was showing, not, I was showing my parents really and myself that, hey, whatever I have, I'm going to do the very best to just take care of it and, and, and be responsible with it. Now, the words excellent and excellence oftentimes come up in Scripture. And I want to invite you to point your attention to the book of Daniel, chapter 6. It's on page 998 in my Bible. Daniel chapter 6. Some of you are looking at it like, okay, I got the wrong Bible. No, you're, you're good. Daniel chapter 6, starting with verse number 1. Just a little bit of summary or, or history before we read this. This book, uh, hence the name Daniel. It's about an individual by the name of Daniel uh, who right before this had been, not only him, but a whole people group had been taken out of their hometown and they were placed into a new location and had even been placed names upon their, their, their previous name or, and try to just really, uh, they try to change them, try to, from new names, new identities to a whole just mindset and even uh, the worshiping of, of other gods and things like that. And, and Daniel loved God and over here, and now over here, they're trying to force him to do other things and um, but it's interesting in what we're just about to read that the Bible lets us know that, hey, something distinguished him from among the people. And the Bible says, starting with verse number one, it pleased Darius, the king, to set over the kingdom 120 satraps. This would be, quote, unquote, mayors in present day, to be over the whole kingdom. So there's 120 uh, satraps. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one of them. So now there's layers of a leadership. That the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Verse 3, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps. Here he goes. This next part is the part you're probably going to want to underline or with a pencil or mascara or something say, because an excellent spirit was in him and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Now, we're going to stop reading there, but if, you were to, if you're familiar with the story or if you were to continue reading for your own, on your own, you would come to realize that he goes through a testing period, but eventually all, gets placed in the highest level of leadership possible, and he gets promotion. But the Bible, the, the part I really want to highlight and really just kind of use as a foundation or stake here would be the phrase that Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because of an excellent spirit that he had in him. It wasn't anything on the exterior necessarily. It wasn't education necessarily. It wasn't finances. It wasn't even the way he spoke. But it, it was something on the inside of him that separated him among all the other leaders. And it was that he had an excellent spirit. And whether this might come naturally to you or not, 
I really believe that this is something, as far as pursuing excellence, this is something that can be taught. This is something that we can grow into. And there's a couple of things about excellence that I've learned along the way, and one being that Jesus was excellent. Mark chapter 7, verse 37, the Bible says, People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything. Somebody say everything. He has done everything well, they said. They're talking about Jesus here. He just couldn't help it. He just embodied it. Everywhere he went, he would amaze people by the way Jesus carried himself. I really believe that excellence honors God. When you and I carry ourselves with the spirit of excellence, whether it's in our homes, whether it's in our workplaces, whether it's something that everybody can see or no one can see, excellence honors God. And excellence is simply the belief that, hey, you know what? Pursuing excellence, rather, that as amazing as it was, as amazing as things turned out, we just simply believe that it can always be better. One of the things that we do here at church every week Unless there's a holiday on a Monday. But after lunch on Mondays, we'll spend some time reviewing via video the, uh, the Sunday, the days prior service. And it is our attempt, it is our effort to pursue excellence even in the smallest of things. The way the lights move, the way we come out on stage, the, the audio levels, all these things are things that we're reviewing. And then we, we look forward. We, we, we look into the future of upcoming services and who's going to do what and what projects are coming up. Why? Because we believe in pursuing excellence. I, 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 I picture so many of you in serving the way that you do, and you embody this so well also. The way you take care of the kids, the way you teach the kids, the way you greet people, the way you wear a big smile, the way you prepare coffee, the way you, you take care of this location. All these things, this is something that not just some of us can do, but this is something that all of us can do. I believe that excellence inspires people. When there's somebody who's serving in an excellent way among people who may not be, I believe they raise the standard for that area. Leaders don't just set goals. They set standards that raise the bar for everyone. I believe God has called us to be leaders in our workplaces. I believe God has called us to be leaders in our homes and not just do what the world says is okay or just be okay with, with status quo or just uh, be okay with average, but but, but take it to a whole nother level. I don't think that God died on the cross for you and for me so that we would just live average lives. I believe rather he's called so that we, I believe he's called us to live excellent lives. Another thing I've learned about excellence is that in order for excellence to flow through us, it must be in us. It must be in us. It must be a daily practice. It must be something that we're willing to, to get feedback on. It's something that we must be willing to be able to, to take the charge in. Excellence isn't easy. It takes work. John Maxwell talks about you, the, 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 the most difficult person you've ever, you're ever going to lead is yourself. And it's the first person you, ever, you have to really lead is yourself. And it's about personal development. And it's about focusing on those blind spots. It, it's about being open up. It's being open to feedback in our lives. There's a reason why these blind spots are called blind spots. Because we need other people speaking into our lives to help if we're going to be pursuing 
excellence. Personal development is a lifestyle, not simply a season. And so how do we pursue excellence? How can I live? How can you and I live with the spirit of excellence on Monday and the rest of the week? There's three things I believe that we can do. Very practical. Number one, do things well. If we're going to pursue excellence, we must do things well. The Bible goes to say, hey, whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. Do it with all your might. It doesn't matter if you work in an in a office. It doesn't matter if you work outside. It doesn't matter if you have a, no kids, a lot of kids, whatever. Whatever it is that you're doing, whatever you put yourself in, whatever God has allowed you to, whatever space he's allowed you to step into, hey, leave your imprint. Leave that imprint of excellence in that place. What, whatever, the way you received it doesn't have to be the way you give it back. You can give it back better. It's not enough to simply know, but we must also process it and act it out. Because it's not simply about what we post, but rather it's, what we, it's how we perform. Because we can post one thing and do, do, do something completely different. Have you ever met somebody first online and then you met them in person and they kind of looked a little bit different. You're like, you, I thought you were taller. What filters are you using? I mean, you know, you're just like, you look different. The Bible says Daniel distinguished himself among the leaders, among the people there with, with the type of attitude, the spirit that he carried himself with. Imagine if we didn't have to act or pretend to be one person online and be another person in real life. Imagine if the people who, 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 uh, who met us in person and said, you know what, you're actually, you're, you're better in person. Wow, you know what, I, I saw the things you were posting about, it's all the things that you were doing, but wow, it's so, you're so much cooler in person, you're so much better. There's something different about you. I can really tell you love God. I can really tell that you love people. I can really tell that you pursue excellence. Man, I can really tell that you choose joy because of the way you carry yourself. We don't have to be two separate people or identities. Do things well. It's about the daily habits. It's sometimes even the small things that will make the biggest differences in our lives. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Anybody can be great one time, but can you be consistent? Anybody can have a phenomenal day, but can you do it consistently? That is the pursuing part. It's not just a one-step type of thing. It's a multiple step. I might not take giant leaps, but you know what? I'm going to take one step today, another step tomorrow, and I'm going to be pursuing this thing. But hey, it's, it's a process. I'm going to be consistent. Number two, how can we pursue a spirit of excellence? Do things before you're even asked. Do things before you're even asked. This, this summarize what, what I would have to say. It's about initiative. It's about going the extra mile. It's about going the second mile. I remember shortly after graduating Bible school and I was hired on, uh, invited back to the church portion of the program. And uh, there wasn't, wasn't like a, a job um, 
really specified, but I was in the office. I was in the front desk. I was kind of like office manager slash receptionist slash front desk slash et cetera, right? And so, um, but so, I don't know. I had some things to do, but what, then as things kind of came up, I, I started doing those things too. Uh, hey, somebody's in the hospital. Well, you know what? I get off at this certain time. Well, I don't mind going. I'll go visit them. And, and I would go over there. And um, hey, you know what? I see that, you know, we don't really have a church calendar all too detailed, at least the way my mind sees it. Do you mind if I do this? And I'll add a little bit more structure. And, and yeah, go for it. And so I started doing some other things and more things and more things to the point where I, I caught my, my pastors, my, my boss's attention. One particular day, he's like, you know, we've been praying about this. We've been praying about you. And We'd like to invite you to come and, and serve on staff as one of the assistant pastors. I was very young at this, at, at this time, and I was blown away at the opportunity. I'd never done this before. And so I was like, cool. Uh, what do I got to do? Like, I'm very task-oriented, so give me a list. Like, what, what else do I got to do? And he's like, actually, just keep doing what you're already doing. You've, just, you've already been doing it. You've, you've, already, you've already just, your initiative has made a place for you. Isn't it amazing how our initiative and our spirit of excellence will make a place for you? And the, the, these, these are things that now are outside of our control, and we don't even got to try to control because it's not about us making a way. God will make a way. God will open up the door. God is the one who brings reward. God is the one who brings promotion. But it begins with the spirit of excellence. There was another opportunity I had to, I, I mean, there's just countless, countless things, not, not in any way, any way boasting, but there's, there's preparation and, and, and it's, that's so key. I'm reminded of the phrase that said, when, when opportunity knocks on the door, it's too late to prepare. What are you, are you can you take the initiative even before the opportunity arises? Even before, I'm, I'm going to wait to make it big one day. What if it's your initiative that's going to take it to make it big one day? Well, I'm going to wait till I meet the right person. What if you became the right person? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if we took the initiative in doing these things behind closed doors, in private, out in the field, David, so that when the opportunity came and you, all you were doing was taking some bread and some cheese or whatever, and now this opportunity arises, you have been prepared. But it began with some initiative in the field. Lastly, how do we pursue a spirit of excellence? We do more than, it's, more than is expected. More than is expected. More than is expected. I believe this is a call, a, a, living with the heart of, of, of excellence, of pursuing excellence is, is a call to abandon average. I don't believe that God's called us to live average lives. I don't think he gave you that dream in your heart just so it could stay average. I don't think he gave you that family so that it would be average. I don't think he gave you that opportunity so it would just be average. I believe God has given us everything that we have for a specific reason. And what we do with it, how we return it to him makes all the difference. The Bible says that Daniel distinguished himself with his spirit of excellence. And it's interesting to know, I want you to, I want you to, to note this as, as we begin to close. We're not saying our value isn't we pursue excellence. 
I'm sorry, our, our value is that we pursue excellence, not we pursue perfection. Because how many people know excellence and perfection are two way different things? It's not about trying to be, it's not about, you know, you keep working on this until we're perfect because the Bible lets us know very clearly that, hey, nobody is perfect. There's only one. No matter how you came into this place and, you know, you, you, your mind begins to you know, compare and all these things. Hey, I want to make it easy for you. Hey, no one's judging you. We're all messed up. We all need Jesus. There's only one perfect one. There's only one good one. And the Bible says as you pursue him, the perfecter one, he then perf- he begins to perfect you. In other words, I don't have to have it all together when I come before him. I don't have to have, I, I don't have to get, I don't have to get healthy first. I don't have to uh, have my marriage healthy. Yeah, just come to him just the way you are. That's why I think you being here is an incredible first step. And I'm so glad, as Pastor JJ mentioned earlier, you, it's, it might have took you a lot for you to get here today. But hey, you're here. But you also know who's, who's here is the, the perfect one. And 2,000 years ago, he gave his son for, our, for you and for me to hang on a tree, to die in our place for our sins. And he set up all this so that today you would be here or you'd be watching this or you'd be listening to this and be able to hear that, hey, he is not mad at you, but rather he's madly in love with you. And he wants you and he wants a relationship with you. He is excellent. He is perfect. Our job is simply to follow him. I think that if we're not careful today, we'll begin to follow a lot of things or a lot of people that we're not supposed to. We'll begin to follow the money. We'll begin to follow man's opinion. We'll begin to follow all these things that God really never meant for us to do. I believe today he's here and he's asking a question that demands a response. Are you willing to follow me? Are you willing to pursue me? It's not about your height, not about your wealth, not about what you did last night, not about anything like that. It's about your heart, Daniel. Are you willing to live in an excellent way? And God says, hey, you don't even got to do this by yourself. You don't got to figure this out because I'm going to help you. I'm going to be with you everywhere you go. I'm going to help you every step of the way. You don't got to figure this out, but are you willing to pursue me? I'm going to invite you to stand up on your feet at this time. Just for a moment of privacy, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes if you'd be so kind. I don't want to close out this service today without giving you an opportunity to accept Jesus into your heart. The excellent one, the perfect one. We're just all following him. We're all just pursuing him. We're all at different levels. We're all different stages. But hey, we're all making progress. That's what it's about. Are you ready to take your next step today? Are you ready to pursue him today? Outside of your ability, outside of your talents, he's not looking at those things. He's looking at your heart and he's saying, hey, can I have it? If that's you today, you're, you're here and you've heard this message and more importantly, you've heard this, the Spirit of God or you felt the Spirit of God touch your heart. Say, you know what? I'm not living maybe the way I'm supposed to. Not in a judging type of way, but hey, I need God. I need help. I want to live in an excellent way. I want to 
God, here's my heart. I know I'm not perfect, but you are. And from this day forward, I want to follow you. If that's you, don't think about it too long. One, two, three. Lift it up right there where you're at. I see your hands. I see your hands. We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.